So like I'm fo- I had never done an illegal drug, nor I've had any interest in doing it. And so like those things, like my wife and I, we were out, um, we were walking around Dewey Beach and I was like, oh, my God, there's there's a skunk in the garbage can. That's disgusting. <laughs> it was like, not a skunk. She's like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So I don't I'm completely like completely tuned out and oblivious to that whole thing. Well, kids on Candy Chat, I'm going to be your stoner representative. I've been sober 19 years, but man, I can tell you all about munchies and weed, falling asleep, waking up with uh, Oreos and or cashews still in, in my mouth. Like So what up. I what I have been told by other people is that I if I had done drugs, I it would be like SpaceX landing on the moon level snacking because what I've achieved just in regular life. Yes. Often people are like, what are you on, man? And I'm like, I, I just what I know I'm, about your just, cereal consumption. I agree. <laughs> I just like eating, I guess. Yeah. Okay, I mean, yeah. you should. So, right. So the deal is GoPuff is a bodega delivery service. And the idea to anyone who has ever smoked weed in their life is that after you go puff, you get snacks, right? And everyone yeah. else in the world recognizes not Kleenex. I cannot do anything that rec- that that encourages me to eat more <laughs> snacks than I eat. But here's my thing: what I'm confused about is that, like, there both of you seem to have like not even an awareness of the concept, like. I don't smoke weed anymore either. But the minute I heard go pop, I was like, I know what this is all about. Open 24 hours. I thought it was I thought it was a cotton candy thing or something like that. Based on the imagery, like I was like, (laughs) please, people, whoever is listening to this, please come out and tell me that I am not the crazy one here. These people are insane. I am not hip when it comes to that, that, that that topic. For those of you who are not here before, I just want to reiterate. Now we have now the two things are we have one person who thought Go Puff was about getting Kleenex at two in the morning, and now we have a second person who now who thought by looking at it that Go Puff was about cotton candy because that's something people eat on the regular all the time, twenty four hours a day. You people are crazy. <laughs> Welcome to Candy Chat, a weekly podcast where candy isn't just a treat. It's the main event. Hosted by your guides through the candy aisle, two sweet talkers all the way from Chicago, Jocelyn Gayboy and Leah Jones. Hello and welcome to Candy, the Candy Chat podcast. This is where every week Jocelyn and I are your guides through the candy aisle. We are two sweet talkers from Chicago. I'm Leah Jones. I'm here with my co-host, Jocelyn Gayboy. Jocelyn, how are you? Good, good. Hello, hello. Nice to be here. And today for episode, uh, our second full episode, we have our, a guest. Shy Corman is with us. Shy is one of the hosts of, Shy is the Paul Shear of oh. the Friday Night Movie Podcast, the podcast he hosts every week with his sisters. He is also a co-host of The Gold Nerds, which is a Goldberg recap podcast. He's been on my podcast a couple times. I've been on his. And when Jocelyn and I needed someone to come and throw down and talk more about candy, Shy was literally the first person we called. Shy, how are you doing tonight? I I am super excited. 
I, I, I ingest a little sugar beforehand to get me really hyped up, get the taste buds revved up. So they are really primed. So if we, no matter what the topic we talk about, right. I'll be ready. Can I interject here real quick? So the Goldbergs, like they were always like, I'd always see them like, you know, like late night WGN random ass episodes, like, yeah, okay, sitcom, whatever. Like, I just didn't have a whole lot of context for it. You know, it would come on like after like two and a half men uh, and then like before like mom or something like that, you know, the two Chuck Lorre joints. And uh, but then I went I went in, I went ham, I went whole hog. I started from the, I got on Hulu. I started from the beginning. I went to the end. That's the way to do it. Dude, I'm loving that show. It's that shows so my wonder years. That show is my wonder years. Loving it. Plus Jeff Garland is Chicago guy and like all that business. But yeah. Oh yeah. And like, all the oh. John Hughes vibes that Adam F. Goldberg has put in that show is I think probably great for Chicagoans. I mean, they've done so many John Hughes tributes throughout yeah. the history of the show. So yeah. So, yeah, I just wanted to give you a shout out for I have to check that out. I say being the worst person ever who has the hardest time listening to podcasts. I basically need to have listening parties with friends in person because I have a hard time like listening to words. Don't let that discourage you for listening, listening to this, though. Candy chat people listen to us anyway, even though I'm a bad person. <laughs> Lots of podcasters don't listen to podcasts. Nicole Byer has like 25 podcasts. She does not listen to a single one. Well, that makes it's hard. So it's like the people who work at McDonald's and like they're not going to eat chicken nuggets. My wife doesn't. My wife has been listening. She keeps telling me about this other pop culture podcast that she listens to. And I was like, what about my podcast? And she says, my whole life is your podcast. When I put on a podcast, I need someone else's pop culture because you also have to understand I podcast with my sisters. One sister lives two doors down with her kids and then the other sisters living in our house all summer. So my wife's life is our podcast yeah well and there's something weird about like i did a, like a road trip movie i guess for lack of a better word like put it on youtube in six parts but it was like th me and three of my friends and we each brought an album and we played the album from start to finish and we filmed our various like adventures and shenanigans and whatnot but we also spent time talking about the music well when i edited it for this you know to get it because at that time you could only put 10 minute clips on youtube it was like a oh, thing wow. oh my and uh yeah. And so I edited out and I felt like I was spending like three hours with them every night. So like I can see like not wanting to listen to a podcast when you are literally with some, uh, someone three hours every night. You know what I mean? Because it's just adding to that exposure. Yeah. I don't know if that's the right word, but. Yeah. How do you have a parasocial relationship with your spouse? <laughs> so Shai, we asked you here tonight to talk about not it's not a rebuttal to our road trip episode. It is a continuation of road trip candy. Um, but first, I had two important important questions. Uh, number one, how do you feel about combos? Oh, wow! I if there was one question I thought I never would be asked on a podcast that was was worth living for would be to to answer would be to talk about combos. I love combos. I remember the first time I had combos. I was sitting in Brooklyn on 34th Street in my dad's old house, my grandparents' house, and my uncle Ira, who lives in Texas, brought a bag of combos and poured the Tropicana OJ. And in my house growing up, we only had the concentrate. So I had the fancy orange juice. It was pizza-flavored combos with the pretzel outside. Mm -hmm. And 
all of those flavors in one place just blew my mind. So forever, my indulgent snack of a not a road trip. It's my hotel snack. I could eat it in the car, but I actually want to enjoy each combo with with like in each flavor and break it in my mouth. I have my whole system where I break the pretzel a little bit so I can get maximum cheese and I'll eat it sitting on a on the edge of my bed in a hotel room where I'll, I'll take like a towel from the bathroom to use it to wipe my fingers. <laughs> so combos and I've had every flavor. Okay. My favorite is pretzel chatter. I, I, I understand. I want to say this right out. I understand that I'm in the minority. You know, it's like when people talk about Led Zeppelin and I'm like, sucks. Like everyone looks at me like I, right. Like everyone hates. Um, I don't get it, man. It's dry, crumbly ass cheese. Like pizza does barely taste like pizza. It's like, you know what it seems like to me? And I don't I've never had one, but like, what do you call those? Like MROs and MRIs, like whatever the fuck the things soldiers eat. Oh, like MREs. The, yeah. 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 To me, that's in my mind. Like that's no, we're what, not giving combos to soldiers. <laughs> that's what <laughs> they would eat. Like this dried ass fucking, I don't get it. I, and the thing is, everyone I know road trip combos. And I'm just like, but why though? Oh, yeah. And I wasn't and when combos first came out, I saw the commercial. I remember the jingle combos really cheeses your hunger away. And I saw those commercials and, and I didn't see them in any store. I grew up in Canada. They, I don't think they'd arrived yet. And I and I was telling my mother, mom, we have to get combos. This is before my uncle let us taste them. We have to make them. She's like, you don't need combos. I'll make you combos. And she took white bread, <laughs> rolled it up. Put cheese in it and pan fried it. Now, it was That's delicious. delicious in its own right. Your mom is a wonderful cook. That sounds amazing. <laughs> it wasn't a combo. <laughs> oh, my God. Right. So well, that was quite. Go ahead, Jocelyn. I was just going to say, I at some point definitely see this podcast. I I, not, I don't think a spinoff can have a spinoff. Oh, I guess the can TV does it all the time. But mm -hmm. um, I definitely foresee us at least venturing. I'm, I'm a huge apps and snacks fan. I love to talk about them. I love to make them. I love to serve them. So, you know, what that I can see us going into that realm, like, you know, having this combos conversation or not, because I don't understand combos, but there are many other snacks and apps that I, you know, but I know I'm in the minority. I know I'm in the minority with the combos thing. So I'll just say that right out. If there's any, but shy, I love that you brought it because Jocelyn asked me before she she said, will shy come loaded for bear? And I was like, I don't know what that means. And she said, ready to throw down, armed to fight a bear. So with the combos, you've already brought it. Oh, OK. Yeah, I'm ready. I was told uh, the other night over dinner by my sister, Becky, that I am very stuck in my ways and have very strong opinions, which I thought was really funny. I said, when this family doesn't have strong opinions, <laughs> it's price of admission. So the second question before we get into your list. Uh, red vines or Twizzlers? So, so first of all, I think they're both abominations. But if I'm going to pick oh. one, I'm going to pick Twizzlers because I have amazing memories of going to Hershey Park when I worked at Jewish summer camp. And I love all of the fact that it's like Disney World, but the characters are all candy, including there's <laughs> you know, like a giant Twizzler bag walking around. And I bought this red Twizzler shirt that I just thought was so cool back in the day. And so that um, but Twizzlers, I, I've never really gone for red vines. Twizzlers is a food I eat 
once every five years or so thinking maybe maybe I've been wrong. Maybe I'll just I'll just try a Twizzler. No, every single time I'm like, ooh, tastes like plastic. Don't like any of the texture. Don't like the flavor. Uh, don't like it at all. Wow. That's me and candy corn. It'll be different this time. It'll be great. It's candy. It's corn. No, it's disgusting. But I love the Twizzlers imagery and the branding. And I loved my Twizzlers t-shirt back in the day. If I go back to Hershey Park, I'm definitely buying another one. She just laid on me that you're Canadian. So now I'm afraid you're going to say candy is like, I'm like, I don't, I know y'all have different candies up there straight up. Someone sent me some once. So I'm afraid I'm not going to, I'm going to not going to know what you're talking about, but I'm always up to learn too. So don't worry. I brought my list of top 11 Canadian candies as well. Okay. Okay. So you said earlier, you said something about your rules for good road trip candy. So my rule for good. And also I think there's a question of road trip snack versus candy in Mm -hmm. here. So like one question I have for your own criteria, do meat based snacks count as candy if they have enough teriyaki sugar on them? No. That oh, okay. would be that would be in okay. the snacks and apps. That's in the combos realm. Got but it. Okay. I, it, I think it's really important to have candy and snacks on a road trip. Well, it's you important need, to have salty and sweet. You so, need salty and sweet, and you need you need protein. And I loved Leah. You were the one who raised the importance of peanut butter based snacks, yes, right? Yeah. In, in the first episode, so that that's an important element of this. So I would say a necessity for me on a trip is some form of jerky, just so you know, so that I know I'm getting my protein. Which so, mm-hmm. why Leah, despite the summer swelter is, and I probably have a rental car so I can actually use the AC. So it doesn't matter, which is why Snickers is my number one because it, it's, it's sugar. And it's pro- I feel truly the marketing is, is no bullshit. Like it does satisfy. It does yes. give me, if I'm, if I'm peckish, like it will put me right. It'll turn you so, back into Betty White. Yes. So, <laughs> So that that's amazing. So another thing I'll say is that for short trips back growing up in Montreal, we used to go to Tim Hortons. My buddy Howie and I in particular would go to Tim Hortons and get a box of 50 Timbits, which are the Canadian versions of munchkins, and just leave them in the well and just you'd be eating them as you're driving. Mm-hmm. Not a candy, but those, those were more short distances. But for long distances, you need that mix of protein and sweetness. You definitely, if you like peanut butter based things, you got to have something that you can reach in and grab, chuck into your mouth without even thinking, you know, those things that doctors say you shouldn't do. Just don't eat things where you can just continue shoveling it down. So it's not just mindless. Yeah. Yeah. So I I want as I want mindless. I want minimum stickiness. I want some peanuts. I want some protein and I want minimal wrapper. This is something that is really important. And so I want one giant bag of peanut M&Ms. That would be really key because that has a lot of what Snickers has in them. And I love the ratio of peanut to chocolate there. Mm-hmm. A ton melts in your mouth, not in your hand. Mm-hmm. And if your bag's big enough, then you're not dealing with a lot of garbage. So that would be the, the peak most important one. And, or, or plain M&Ms, which I, I actually think I like more than peanut M&Ms. But in a road trip situation, you want some peanut. Trail mix is really good, especially if it has some M&Ms in it. <laughs> then that, as I tell my kids, if it has M&Ms in it, it's candy. It's not trail mix anymore. <laughs> it's true. In in my family, we have a, a Jones family recipe Ooh. called a Christmas salad. And it is um, raisins, peanuts, and M&Ms. 
raisins, peanuts, and M&Ms. That's, that's a scenario where I would eat raisins. I don't always eat raisins, but mm-hmm. in certain contexts, like in the context of a bran or a bran muffin, I'm yeah. interested in raisins, or in that case. This, in the and we call of- it Christmas salad. We only make it for Christmas. I was just going to say I was muted because I was taking a bite of pickle. The Christmas salad is the part of that that is confusing me in every way. Why only Christmas? And what do you think makes it a salad exactly? (laughs) The salad is because it has protein and fruit and M&M's as a dressing. Yeah, exactly. My aunt puts craisins in all of her salads. It's it's the same thing. We just call it's just. Who is making the Christmas salad this year? A family's got to have traditions. Funny. Someone so, I know makes something weird for Christmas too, like that, so like weird. a trail, like a trail mix, or like a call it Christmas salad. I'm just gonna stand by <laughs> that. It's weird. That's a weird salad is a weird thing to say about that item mix. So, uh, so Jocelyn, you mentioned pickles. I've got a little thing. On, so I went. I have I have a few different friends that have really intense road trip habits. So I have one friend. His name is name is Josh. And this I don't really understand how he operates, how his metabolism operates, because he eats more sugar than anyone I've ever met. And when going on a road trip, uh, he was someone I worked with and we were traveling internationally and we'd be driving from one city to another. And he would treat us all like we were the kids, kids getting in the van. He says, all right, everybody go to the convenience store. Everyone picks five chocolate bars, five chocolate <laughs> and bars, go in and eat buy five and eat five before. Amazing. And another friend I went on a road trip with Danny. This is like around 2004. And we were looking for fun things to do on our road trip and, you know, younger, better metabolism. So I came up with the idea of a challenge. We each have to pick something for the other person to eat at the next rest stop. And I forget what he picked me, but it was it was gross, but something I would totally eat. I picked pickled Vienna sausages for him. And that was the end of the game, though. He never ate them. (laughs) He never played again. Also not a candy. Also evil. Why the fuck would you do that? That's terrible. There were different expectations of the point of the game. But I, can I tell you this? I just grossed out all of my coworkers at work because one of them, most of the people are young, at least probably 20 years younger than me. And there's a couple like ish my age. And then a couple of people are that are older that work at night with me. And uh, somehow one guy mentions that like his uncle this no one's in the store by the way we're just putting up product that his uncle would eat hot dogs out of the package sure and everyone's like everyone's like that is insane i go without cooking them correct like a slim jim but wider i don't know hot dogs are already cooked and i go i'm sorry to tell you this guys it seems disgusting to me now but there were a few times as a kid where we ate hot dogs right out of the package they were and then one of the older dudes was like yeah, I, I, yep, I've done it. And they were just like, you're monsters. So yeah, you yeah. stand at the fridge. You, oh, you got to be careful not to spill the hot dog juice out of it. Oh, that's true. As, hot dog water. <laughs> you pull out a hot dog and just eat it cold out of the fridge. I couldn't do that now. That's why the pickled Vienna sausages were kind of making me like gag. But like, I couldn't do it now. But I had to yeah. admit, I was like, no, I have, I have done that. Like, that's happened. That's a true w- thing that's happened. I would not. I agree. I would not do it today, but I absolutely did it plenty growing up. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even really like regular hot dogs. I only like the Smokies now. Not the, not to be confused with Vienna sausages, little Smokies. No, regular hot dogs that are called Smokies. And I, they're 
made differently. I don't really know. I should yeah. look into it, but, but yeah, no, this is actually a, when I say a pickle, this is like a pickling cucumber. I have a garden and like tomatoes and cucumbers are like two of my most favorite things in life, especially when they're fresh. And uh, so this is not, a, it, it's an unpickled pickling cucumber. Nice. Nice. But it's crispy. All right, Shai, what else? You've got peanut M&Ms, which Jocelyn and I both agree with. It was top of our list last week. And then I would say the the broader peanut chocolate chocolate bar collection. So your Snickers. The, recently, I've been more of a Baby Ruth guy in the last decade or so. I think those all really go well together. Now I'm wishing I had said cotton candy. It wasn't on my list, but I would like to eat cotton candy out of a trough. And uh, those, yeah, those are really the. And then I would say otherwise, I'm I'm very into salty things. Right. Is, the, the the sweet thing is the dessert. Is Baby Ruth peanut butter? I was just going to say, we need to talk about Baby Ruth while you prefer it to a Snickers. What is going on in Baby Ruth? So the only thing ba- I know about Baby Ruth is Candy Shack. Right. And one of my nicknames for my grandma was Grandma Baby. I don't know why. And her name was Ruth. Oh, so right. Baby Ruth was like a thing. But So uh, Baby Ruth in the United States. Oh, Henry in Canada is a similar version of it. It is a similar. So Baby Ruth, it's a it's a log of caramel with peanuts jammed in it and then coated in chocolate. It is. So, yeah, but it's not like a it's not like a gooey caramel like in a Milky Way or a Snickers. It's like a thick. Is it a log. nugget? I don't know if it's a caramel nougat. Uh, I don't know if it's a nougat. I think it just might be like a hard, thick stretch caramel. of caramel. And I find it it has a lot of the same flavors as Snickers without the nougaty part and scratches that peanut chocolate caramel itch, but without the graininess of the nougat, it's more mm. of a smooth, smooth and crunchy. There's a lot more contrast in it. So you have, and it's a tougher chocolate bar. It doesn't just easily break when you put your teeth in. You have to really like yank across that. That so caramel. that makes it less attractive to me. I just want to let you know, Wikipedia says it's an American candy bar made of peanuts, caramel, milk, chocolate flavored nougat covered, oh. in, covered in compound chocolate. Do you guys know about compound chocolate? It's no. basically it's basically like shit chocolate. It's basically like, you know, Dove Bar is like rich and creamy milk chocolate and compound chocolate is like Hershey's. Or, or, or things that get coated in chocolate, they're coated in kind of like that hard, weird bullshit chocolate. So gold-plated versus mm-hmm. 14 right. gold. Yes. Correct. Well, I guess I know what my favorite kind of chocolate is now. I know it's, <laughs> Composite. I know it's official medical name now. So I guess that is a nougat. I didn't realize that's a, huh. that, is a, that is a chocolate. So it's a chocolate nougat versus the peanut butter nougat. But it feels like a caramel log. I've yeah. actually done i i've done one of my favorite bits to do with my my i did it with my little cousins did it with my kids is i'll do chocolate bar tastings where i'll pull yes. out the cheese board and slice up all the different chocolate bars and put a little sign on the top and put the wrapper out and have everybody taste it and rate it it's a fun activity to do with kids uh it's going to be a fun activity to do with adults i can guarantee yes. <laughs> you the next party i have that will be happening and I do often do it with Canadian chocolate bars because that's a fun. Then I feel like it's very inter international. Mm-hmm. 
Now, when Lily, because uh, so your sister Lily, who lives in the Canary Islands, which is off the coast of Spain, when she came for the summer, did they bring Spanish chocolates or are they all about getting filling up on American treats while they're here? So Lily's oldest son has an anaphylactic allergy to dairy. Oh, and so shit. we have actually had a dairy free for the most part summer. So the chocolate bars are actually up in this shelf of toxic substances. And so so they don't eat a lot of chocolate or, or, or chocolate bars. Yeah. And things things when they're there, uh, when they're there or in our house is cleaned out. But when my sister comes to North America, the single most important destination for her is the crunchy bar. Which the, is the, the crunch, the, the, the K-R-U-N-C-H. Or no, the, the blue okay, so the you're C. thinking of the crackle, right? Which the is crackle. Hershey's knockoff of the crunch, crunch bar. I'm talking about neither of those. Those are oh. those are the ones. That, so the crunch bar, which is which has the little Rice Krispies in it, I yeah. guess, is the yeah, better, for yeah. lack of a better term. Mm-hmm. That's what they are. That's a lovely bar, a lovely chocolate bar. You know, it doesn't crack any of my top lists, but still delicious. What I'm t- and Nestle, it's the Nestle Crunch. Yeah, it what, is. What I be- the, the one I'm talking about is the Cadbury Crunchy, which we attribute to being a Canadian chocolate bar, although it was available in the UK. We didn't know we, we grew up in Montreal. We didn't go to the UK until we were adults or teenagers, at least. And so it is in Canada. It's 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 referred to as sponge toffee in the middle. In UK, it's referred to as honeycomb. I promise you it is not organic. <laughs> <laughs> roof of a Brooklyn hipster's apartment raised bee honey <laughs> uh, covered in chocolate. And it's just a it's just a, a foamy, hard substance. There you go. It looks there you go. I'm going to be honest. Delicious. It, it is delicious. It is delicious. Leah, we need to go to Margie's because they have you know how you can get individual candies like maple creams and whatever the hell you like. They have honeycomb and it's so delicious. Mm. It freaks me out. I can't look at it a lot because it it trips my whatever that is, the tryposemophobia with the holes. Oh, that's coming up a lot lately. Is that like a newly destigmatized phobia that people are talking about a lot? Because even last night, two nights ago, it came up in conversation and, and people were talking about how they'd never heard of it. And now they hear about it all the time. Oh, I mean, I've known about it. You know, those those dried. I don't know what the hell they really even are like dried pods that go in flower arrangements. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like I just forever since I've been forever, I can't look at it. I can't handle them. It I became them. a known phobia when the iPhone with three cameras came out and the day they released the pictures because it's got the three cameras on the back. <gasps> Here we go. Yeah, that one. People started like Twitter was full of people that were like, oh, can't look at it. Can't look at it. That that triggers it for people. The three cameras does? Yeah, how the how it looks on the back of the phone. Oh, it for me it needs to be like more things. Mm-hmm. Like for instance, like this isn't exactly holes, but like the middle of sunflowers can't. Fascinating. Well, the crunchy bar might freak you out, it might not. But the crunchy bar, this was a staple of ski trips specifically. So ski road trips. You'd have a cold it, it would be sitting in the car minus 25 degrees Celsius and you'd keep it in your pocket while you were skiing 
that you just we get colder and colder and colder. And then when you need to pick me up or your dessert, yeah. you'd pull yeah. one out. And these are hard as a rock, the crunchy bars. And there's different strategies to eat them. You know, you might go in and take one big bite or you might, in my case, sometimes scrape the chocolate, see if you can scrape all the chocolate off around and then eat the honeycomb or sponge toffee on its own. Some people like to let it sit in their mouth and really uh, melt in their mouth. Other people just go for big bites and get the chunks in the teeth. That that also that one would be Lily's most important chocolate bar. That would also, by the way, be my number one ranked Canadian chocolate bar on my list. So I guess I've spoiled what the number wow. one. Wow. But that one is but it is more of a UK chocolate. So there's a bit of an asterisk there. I've never it's not one I ever saw when I was when I lived in the UK for all of four months. Like I'm not gonna pretend like I lived there forever, but I will be sending you some. And Etsy, by the way, has something called the Beaver Box, which some some person uh, for a certain amount of money over 26 bucks will send you one of each of most of the chocolate bars I would talk about. The Beaver Box. <laughs> that is that's on Etsy, though. Uh, yeah. but, but there's a really great Canadian chocolate bar box on Amazon that I'm going to send to you. OK. Do you see what I'm sharing here? That freaks you. Oh, what is that? That's the honeycomb. That's what. It, well, they're calling it sponge candy here, but that's it. If they're thinner at at Margie's, so I think they're probably closer to actual real honeycomb. Yeah. But that's that's exactly what it looks like, and uh, yeah, I can't look at it too long because it freaks my shit out. Wow. But they're that's delicious. Intense. That's yeah. very uh, intense. Man. Um, what are other, did you have other road trip candy thoughts or should we get into that Canadian list? Well, I would say that oh, I think I just want to know, do you have any, I haven't heard you talk about any other, like the non chocolates, right? The Skittles, the Sour Patch Kids, Starburst. Like, do you dive into that? I uh, love, arena? I love classic Skittles, but I, I can't say I've had them recently. But I love Skittles would similar. I would probably just like take the bag and use gravity and just fire them into my mouth. I don't like gummy bears. I do like the Welch's style fruit snacks or the Annie's versions of those. I'd, again, that's is that more of a snack than a candy? I, I don't know. know. That's a the, gummy. That's OK. That's, that's a gummy. Candy. They're amazing. So the I, li I like those a lot. I like I like those a lot. Those are those are fun because, again, it's that popcorn kind of vibe now i love crunch and munch or it's crunch and munch is what it's called in canada i don't think it's called a fiddle faddle uh in the in, yeah. uh or no it's crook pup in montreal whatever there's, it's called there's any kind there's of crunch and munch here oh there's sure. crunch and munch here or popcornopolis mm -hmm. i i could do when you do your episode on flavored popcorns I'm we'll have you back yeah <laughs> i can i've <laughs> I have some funny stories about those. So, but those are also, I really love those. Those make me so happy. Like whatever the part of the brain that gets excited that, that, that one freaks out for those. Nice. All right. Do you want to hear about Canada? Is that what we're, yeah, let's hear about we Canadian. Want to there? You've spoiled oh. your number one spot. Okay. So but, Canadian chocolate yeah. bars. So I think most of these are actually Canadian, but sometimes they're British chocolate bars because we had a very active Cadbury market in, in, in Montreal growing up. But what, what is most important about this list is that most of these were not chocolate bars that were 
typically sold in the United States. Right now you can get anything anytime. Like Amazon sells these in the United States and mm-hmm. in Canada, you can get the ones. But, you know, growing up, you moved to a foreign country and which I did when I was seven. And suddenly, boom, crunchy bars are everywhere. That's what and that's probably what my parents did that to help us like it. So I'll, I'll count backwards from I'll come backwards from one since I got to one. So number before two, you do that, before you do that, can mm-hmm. I uh, can I address the the rumor slash uh, assertion that you guys still have you and the UK still have the original awesome Cadbury milk chocolate. Do you know what I'm talking about? I'm pretty sure that Canadian chocolate bars still do have the good chocolate. Right. I'm pretty sure they do as opposed to the craft garbage. Right. Or, but that our Cadbury even has gotten short well, shrift. Cause, cause, like, cause, 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 cause craft bought them. Oh crap. That's spirit. Okay. I got it. Yeah. Craft yeah. bought them and that made everything worse. Got it. I mean, I love their Mac and cheese, but like stay in the Mac and cheese business. No, I'm yeah. sure they make lots of things. <laughs> I'm sure they make tire okay. irons. Also. I got, I got to say there's a part of me that worked in brand marketing for 15 years. That was like, Oh, Oh no, we're talking about. And I'm like, Oh, I don't work in brand marketing anymore. Talk about craft all you want. They are not my client. Oh, I'm sorry. I have, I have a good friend who once worked for them. And I actually thought twice about that. So if you want to beep out the name of the company, oh, we don't need to beep them out because I, uh, I am enjoying life out, out of brand marketing. Also, maybe they'll hire you. Cause you know, we're, we're speaking truth to power here. Yeah. So this podcast could end up in a craft brainstorm room of people being like, look, people know the Cadbury chocolate is better in Canada. What can we do? Right. It's like we could be influencers. Right. Can can we address something real quick, though? When you say BK, you're talking about fast food, not the shoes, correct? Yes. Okay. It is 2021. Okay. The shoes, British Knights. Correct. British Knights. Yeah. I don't think they exist anymore, do they? I don't know. I don't know. I just wanted to make sure I, I understood what I was talking about. Uh, did this person have anything to do with that fucking insane, demonic, plastic-ass king? No. You, no. Don't, you don't have to tell. I guess you don't have, I guess I shouldn't. <laughs> you don't have to tell me. But here, like, here, influence this Burger King. That thing's insane. If there's, you actually had a commercial at the beginning where it, like, showed up in people's bedrooms. Like, go fuck yourself. I don't, I'm a, I'm a, do not watch horror movies. I do not, I do not want my commercials to be a mini horror movie with some weird ass, creepy plastic head <laughs> Burger King. So <laughs> influence that. That's, I just want to say that. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. I really hope this ends up in a Burger King pitch meeting. Yeah. Because that would be amazing. So I, um, <laughs> 100% candy all the time. Only candy on candy chat podcast. Back yeah, to you, Shy. It'll so, be a, it'll be in the pitch room because they're gonna have my voice and then some creepy ass like see this window behind me some creepy ass king like coming up behind me guaranteed. <laughs> <laughs> that would be awesome. Just a campaign of Burger King trolling podcasters. So, so let's see. So the for the next one on my list, people may think is an American chocolate bar because it's been available in the United States for a really long time. But it originates from the Leaf Candy Company as a competitor to the Heath Bar. And what made the score bar so amazing was the score bar was thinner. And so your ratio of chocolate to toffee was just a little more elegant 
And the commercials <laughs> were very sophisticated. There was a businessman. <laughs> I mean, I watched a lot of TV. There was a businessman <laughs> with one of those time things where the balls hit each other back and forth like the oh, tap, yeah, tap, yeah. tap 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 yeah. and he'd be sitting there trying to resist eating his score bar and he'd be in this like super futuristic looking office just looking at his score bar while the tap 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 and he, then he'd tie his fingers up with rubber bands to stop himself and then he couldn't and he'd eat the score bar so the score bar was big my parents had a box like a costco size box that they'd bring to make sure we they buy so we would have some on ski trips and when i became a teenager and i realized they weren't paying as much attention as I thought they were when I was younger. I would hijack the box and hide it in my closet and just reach up behind my socks and eat score bars as a teenager. So I, I always perceived that to be like the, the Mr. Pibb to Dr. Pepper. That it was oh, like the inferior no. side to heat. So I'm, it, I'm, I'm interested in this perspective. It's more like, I would think of it, it, it it's more like the British accent to the American accent. That's how I view the score bar. It's it's not necessarily superior, but it's elegant. It is really all I'm more I've refined. Been, I got it. I, I'll, it is really all like all these commercials are fancy men eating chocolate <laughs> alone in very posh <laughs> circumstances. Chocolate for fancy men. Chocolate score. for fancy men. Which is pretty weird. So so <laughs> now you'll really love the next one. So the next one which I, again, innocently saw this as a kid and therefore didn't really see any innuendo in the name, but I've brought it back as a gift to people and they just can't stop snickering. It's not a Snickers. It's called a Mr. Big. And a Mr. <laughs> Big is enormous. It, but it's actually lighter physically than, than some of the other chocolate bars. Like It's less dense than a Snickers. And it has things that I wouldn't necessarily like in a chocolate bar, but it 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 works. And it's it's a layer of wafer okay. wrapped yeah. in caramel and peanuts and chocolate. And so, but it's like this very big, fluffy middle. And so a Mr. Big takes up a lot of space. Sometimes there's two bars in it. And in my mind, it is what the Wonka scrum diddlyumptious would have tasted like. Mm. Oh. Do you remember when he's he's picking between the Wonka bar, but then the candy man's like, no, take this big one, the scrum diddly umptious. And he goes he's, and takes the other one. He goes back to the Wonka bar. And then he goes back to the Wonka bar after. But first he eats that and he starts it and he says, oh, you're going to have a stomachache. In my mind, the Mr. Big is what that chocolate. I have no idea if they were remotely related, but in my mind, like if there was going to be a scrum diddly umptious, it would be the mm. Mr. Big. And just for pure volume, it's incredible. Just it, it does look delicious again well and and it's uh, since we're influencing and talking about commercials and whatnot i just want the, to put this out that it's a girl and a guy walking down the street um you know they're flirting wooing one another courting one another and then he turns and he and he hands her a mr big and then you hear i'm the one who wants to be with you <laughs> deep inside i hope you feel you feel it too yeah so waiting. that's mr i'm waiting on a line i'm waiting on the line what what exactly is it a line like the phone is it a line to a store well because then he goes uh waiting on a line of greens and blues or something like that does he say waiting on a line Something I, like that. I love but Mr. Show. Big. 
Love that song, Mr. Big. I think that's the commercial right there, though. Yeah, I think I think I think it would make a great, especially a retro thing, because a lot of these chocolate bars that the rappers and I love this. I love when they don't update the rappers that like the, the candy mm-hmm. looks like it tastes better when that wrapper is from 1986 or earlier. Yes. Yeah. So then next comes again, we're going to go with the refined competitor. I believe Ooh. when I was a kid, the company that made it was Nielsen. And, and now I, I think it might be Nestle. I'm not sure. But it is the crispy crunch. Now, the crispy crunch, imagine it's it's it would be a relative of a butterfinger. There's a layer of chocolate. Mm-hmm. Then there is a layer of peanut butter toffee. So it's like a peanut butter toffee container stuffed with some peanut butter flakiness, but it is not the same type of carcinogenic orange. It's more of a like a light <laughs> beige. And the crispy oh. crunch. Is, is delicious. It's 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 a better version of the Butterfinger. It's a Butterfinger that isn't going to make you feel sick, but but Bart Simpson probably wouldn't like it. I don't understand why everyone thinks that shit tastes like peanut butter. It's, it doesn't. I don't know. It's Butterfinger. It's its own flavor. But I've been told by several people who really like them that it's supposed to be peanut butter. I'm like, in what world? And it's all flaky and shingly and shit. Like, yeah. yeah. So, so I don't ever think Butterfinger has anything to do with peanut butter it just has to do with like i mean i don't ever choose a butterfinger anymore but if i get like a a big variety pack of halloween candy and there's little butterfingers in it i'm not upset i'm not upset to receive a butterfinger i think they're delicious but i'm not gonna choose it if other I, things are available to I, me i love a butterfinger when i go out trick-or-treating with my kids i have this whole running bit where i tell them and all the little kids from the neighborhood be like go find me a butterfinger <laughs> Go find me a Butterfinger. I'm going to link. I always forget that this exists. Uh, I'll blog about it and I'll link. I did. Uh, I entered a contest for Butterfinger where you had to like make a commercial about like nobody better touch my lay a finger on my Butterfinger. And oh, yeah. I there's a there is a video of me doing this whole this whole. Uh, yeah. Your YouTube channel must be amazing. I need to subscribe to this. There's <laughs> I'll, road trips. There's... I'll I'll link to it because I forgot about that. It's like it's it's su- super weird. But yeah, I forgot that I did. That. It must and have you... been during uh, when the crowdsource commercial Super Bowl commercial was like a, a real big thing. Right. Right. Well, oh, that, yeah, and, that was a thing. Yeah. But I think it was also, as I recall, it was part of the contest was then you basically got to be like a Butterfinger ambassador. Like you got to be like a you know a yeah. brand <laughs> a Butterfinger ambassador well, yeah, like, to to other chocolate factories. Like yeah, there's an <laughs> there's an episode in the Goldbergs where the son makes uh, where Adam makes a try, doesn't want his mother to come on the Hershey Park trip, and he talks about how there's a war between Hershey's and one of the other chocolate manufacturers, and there's a strike, and the chocolate wars have shut down the highway. And that's all I'm imagining is intense diplomatic negotiations between the Butterfinger ambassador and the Snickers ambassador. Yeah, exactly. No, just like a brand ambassador. That's all. I didn't win. (laughs) P.S. I didn't win. So. So now you're free to talk about how you don't like a Butterfinger. Well, you know what? And now that I'm thinking about it, like, I think as a kid, I would buy a bigger Butterfinger. But now, like, talk about compound chocolate trash. It's a trash candy bar. I don't I don't have any need for it. <laughs> well, if you want to ca- if you want a candy bar that is not trash and can help you start your day, 
then what, what most people would probably say is the best Canadian chocolate bar. I would say this is probably the universally most well-known one and most truly identified with being Canadian. And that is the coffee crisp Ooh. coffee crisp. It ha- it's, 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 it's almost like a brick like shape, a little bit like a long brick. And it is layers of very thin, tightly packed layers of wafer, a coffee, what I would say is nougat, but it's like a light hardened cream that's coffee flavored and then wafer and chocolate. And it has this coffee overtone. And that one is beloved. It's excellent. It doesn't it's not too heavy. Puts you a little pep in your step. So I would say coffee crisps could never be called a trash candy so, bar. Two things about that. One, so like a long brick as in a bar. Is that is that what we're talking about? A bar? Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, <laughs> like a candy bar. But it's like a brick shape versus like a thinner bar. Yeah, there you go. Like, see, that's not look like it could be used in masonry. It looks like a big kick. Cat is what it looks like. Oh, yeah. I would say a Kit Kat genetically, they're probably very similar. It's like a very large Kit Kat, but with a layer of of coffee flavoring in the and, middle. And then the other thing I was going to say is like, how dare you attack me? One of my one of my uh, <laughs> seminal, maybe seminal features or qualities or or stories or whatever about me. And I really like I'm not kidding when I say that I think I think sugar is like the gateway. Like my dad was a construction worker. So he was out of the house like five in the morning. And my mom's breakfast, like a Pepsi and a fucking Salem 100. And I being the future budding ADHD bipolar person that I didn't know I was, I would wait to the very last minute to get out of bed. And so we would, I don't know how this, I guess my dad just never knew about it. I don't know. Our breakfast was either one side was the ho-hos, ding-dongs, zingers, uh, donuts, little mini donuts, like all that shit. Mm-hmm. And, or the other side was like a full on candy bar. So I, to this day, eating chocolate to start my day seems like the most amazing idea in the world. People drink coffee. I'll take a candy bar. Thank you very much. Well, think about the coffee crisp. And then the next one on the list, though, is on there, and that is the Wonder Bar. And the Wonder Bar, which, by the way, I've left in my coat while skiing, tastes amazing frozen. It's just a mashup of smooth caramel, peanut butter, and chocolate in one. In one, They're kind of all whipped piece. together, huh? Exactly. It's all whipped together. It's very chewy. When it freezes, it's incredible because each of those freezes at different temperatures. And so you get different <laughs> consistencies. So when you say whipped, do you mean like uh, Three Musketeers whipped? Or like maybe, and I still don't really understand them. I actually have, I bought a mini one so I can figure out your scenario, Leah. Or do you mean more like a Charleston chew, whatever the fuck that is? More like churned, more like churned, more, uh, but not as hard as a Charleston chew. Charleston chew is pretty tough on the teeth. This is more gooey. This looks like it's essentially like a batter, like a cookie dough batter rolled in caramel dipped in chocolate. That is a great way to describe it. That is a great way to describe it. Like the cookie dough that's in a ice cream cookie dough, right? Okay. That's what it appears to be on my 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 image search. Share that. Share that. Okay. 
so I can get an idea what's going on here. This is I, what the wonder bar. This is yeah. the wonder bar. This one here. Oh, wow. Yeah. The wonder bar was like a later edition when we were younger. And I remember when that came out and kids talked about it on the playground, because that's what kids talked about then. Right. They didn't have like Pokemon to talk about they would, this new chocolate bar. And it says Rice Crisps as well. I don't know. Oh, I guess that it does have a little bit of a it does have that. that maybe that's where mm -hmm. the light airiness comes from. Now that I think about it, I don't I don't think too hard about some of the ingredients. It's more the feeling. It's got excellent mouthfeel. I would love I would definitely like to try that. It looks good. Now, when it comes to marketing, probably the best all time Canadian chocolate bar marketing was for the Caramilk bar. The entire marketing thing was built around there was some sort of extraterrestrial secret behind getting the caramel into the caramel bar. So it would be how do you get the caramel into the car? How do you get the caramel into the caramel bar? Because it's a series of squares that act like pods with uh, liquid caramel in them. So it's not like it was a hard piece that was covered. It's a series of pods. And um, when you look at the chocolate bar and you're holding it in your hand, you can see how they did it. It was it's not like too hard to figure it out. <laughs> but but the marketing around it was amazing. They'd have these commercials with aliens or futuristic factories or people trying to figure out the secret. And it's simple. It's just chocolate and caramel. But that light, gooey caramel is delicious. So that is what I know as an as a. Uh, um, a Caramello in the United States. They have always been one of my favorite bars of life. And it was just like that. It was this little, you'd break it off and it would literally, it was liquid gold. Like you say, it would just like come right out of it. Yes. So, I believe the Caramello is very similar. That that's, that's, that's a really good point. That, that, that is very similar as the Caramello. Yeah. That is and, definitely one of my all time favorite candy bars. And, and then the next one I'll talk about, it, and then the next one I'll talk about is the arrow bar. That one's pretty Those prominent. For sure. You I've can had, see that. Yeah. Everywhere. That growing up, that was made, by, I believe, by a company called Roundtree before Nestle just bought everything. And the arrow bar was, on one hand, a real bummer because all it was was chocolate. On the other hand, if you weren't afraid of the little holes, it was really exciting because it had air pumped into it. And you'd, I'd break little pieces off with my hand and let it dissolve on my tongue. Delicious. Have you and had, had the, the mint flavored arrow bar? I've only bought them in Israel, but I think it's a it's a Cadbury with like Pop Rocks in it. Have you ever had oh, those? I have not had the Cadbury with Pop Rocks, but I know what you're talking about. But I don't I don't that that wasn't one we had growing up. I feel like I bring it back from it's like from Israel. So maybe it's just a brand that steals from the Cadbury uh, branding, but is not. No, it might be. It might be like a variation of the dairy milk with just the thing that's in it instead of nuts or the fruit and nut is. Oh, it's from it's elite. Oh, elite. OK, so that's that's Israeli. Yeah. So it's not Cadbury at all, but it's milk chocolate with popping candies in oh, it. Yeah, no yeah, yeah. way. My kids take that. I mean, you could do a whole other deep dive episode on Israeli chocolate bars, yeah. which are amazing. And all of the different ones with that cow on it with the different variations. Mm -hmm. I've had them all. They're great. I love eating them with my kids. My kids think they're so cool. Yeah. I was just going to say the cow is an amazing logo. I'm loving it. It's so and cute. Then, like the little the little uh, fireworks uh, like. Yeah, it's how it feels on your tongue. OK, you know, so I have a brother in law that's Russian. 
we actually bought him a bunch of, we went to a European. We were in the Poconos and I, I was biking past this European candy store, mm-hmm. which did not have Russian candy because it's not part of the EU, but it did have a lot of Eastern European candy, okay. so tons of Polish and other candies and things like that. And I brought him back some and there was like cactus flavored candy. And that was cactus really flavored? cactus flavored candy. It was really interesting. But there is and this is a bias. I hope I don't get in trouble for saying this, but this is a bias maybe because of my own cultural heritage but there's something about eastern european candy in particular that just makes me feel like whenever i'm eating it 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 tastes a little bit like sand sadness and the tears of my ancestors Mm -hmm. so it's there's just a certain just like hardness or or sovietness about it so you want chocolate that doesn't taste like a pogrom exactly exactly now that being said there are some really delicious ones but there but if even if i blind taste tested i'd be like what is that is there concrete in there is a little bit of metal what do we put it in there <laughs> man any other it's Canadian... like ruined my career huh? there's like ruined i don't know i don't know you're worried about brands now we have, we'll have whole governments after us <laughs> well it's fine because we have an ambassador yeah, exactly. We have a the Butterfinger ambassador. ambassador. Yep. We'll take care of it. I'm ready. I'm ready. Yeah. And what about on these? Because you did do some recent road trips. Well, I actually don't know if you guys drove on any of these vacations, but you've done some recent family we trips. We drive. I drive. I haven't been on a plane in a couple of years. Don't yeah. plan on being one anytime soon. Since probably we were probably on the same trip. That was the same trip when we were in L.A. No, you I, didn't go to I, L.A. I bailed from L.A. at the last minute. Yeah. So that would have been probably the last trip i would have taken yeah so on all these family trips and and jocelyn has done some camping trips and were do your kids pick anything do any of the kids and cousins pick anything for these road trips that you think is uh questionable or is it are you like anything goes dad uncle on these trips i'm really hard on this younger generation whenever they complain about getting get the internet to work why is the internet not working our show's not starting I always remind them to say, remember, what did dad have to do when he was young? And they'd say, watch commercials and and watch whatever was on. So I'm pretty tough with them about when I was your age stuff. (laughs) One thing I feel bad for with this generation of kids is that our our generation of parents are so much more health conscious and informed. So the snacks that they get are, are are often very organic. And, and they're fine with them because they they don't you know my kids have had chocolate bars and, and probably have eaten more than other kids but on a road trip most of the time they're rocking some kind of fruit leather or fruit or i don't know reading a book like that's their snack is knowledge and the- <laughs> you know what you're gonna get for a snack knowledge and you eat this fruit leather if you want <laughs> yeah, so i don't they don't have as much fun as they could from a road but i get excited for road trips with them we're gonna listen to music and they're like no dad don't let us listen to your music and and i just i love a good road trip with my family so if if it turned out that road trips would be more fun for them if they could have better snacks i would i would be interested in that negotiation nice jocelyn did you take anything oh go ahead the ambassador can come and and negotiate at the at the snack embassy so I'm available for that. Ambassador Jocelyn. Yes. Jocelyn, did you 
Um, have any good snacks on this camping trip you just went on? What? Well, the fucking raccoons Uh-oh. got my Trader Joe's milk chocolate peanut butter cups. Little assholes. So oh. that went out the window. Um, a lot of chips. We had a lot of good chip snacks. I'm trying to think of what. Oh, well, we always go in town. There's a place that does ice cream. And as an adult, I've realized like when you ask for a single, that's essentially two scoops of ice cream, which is doesn't really make sense. Mm-hmm. Their single is three fucking scoops of ice cream. It's a lot of ice cream. It's insane. It's crazy out. I'm like, <laughs> cool. All right. Like what is even happening right now? So we had some really good. What was mine? What did I get from mine? Oh, I actually weirdly, because I've been on a kick with this lately. When I when it's in my arena, I'll, I'll go for it. I actually got like a shit ton of rainbow sherbet. Really, like old school Baskin and Robbins rainbow sherbet. That was always the, that was always like the, the not the forbidden fruit, but the the, like the, the fancy kids over the rainbow sherbet. Really, because it was in our house. It was often a sick, uh, you had said unsettled stomach or something like, or like where had sore throat. Like the rainbow sherbet was kind of like in that medicine. But that's how it was in those days too. Medicine was ice cream ice cream absolutely <laughs> right like when 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 it, when Nick the, when there's that episode of different strokes and the little girl uh, the uh Arnold right Arnold is that the the main yeah. kid yeah he What's he's getting his, he's yeah he's getting his appendix out but the little girl's getting her tonsils out and the whole punchline of the episode is how she gets to have ice cream and he doesn't get to have all he gets to eat is like weird stomach healing custard but the entire thing around tonsils was getting ice cream yeah. the myth around well and that was the thing my sister got sick so often she first of all dimetab the grape dimetab was prescription at that point um wow. so she would get that and then mm-hmm. she also like kind of like blew through a penicillin so she would get amoxicillin which was bubblegum flavored and i rarely got sick so when i got sick i got that nasty ass gold bitter ass penicillin and I remember complaining and being like, why does she get the bubble gum? And my dad just looks at me and he goes, do you want to be sick like her all the time? OK, no. <laughs> all right. Cool. Cool. Sorry, we, I asked. I <laughs> so we, there was this one thing about medicine is candy. There was this one medicine I've never I'll have to look it up to see if it even existed or if it was only in Canada or if it was only in Philadelphia. But there was a particular medicine called triaminic. Oh, triaminic orange was triaminic orange. You could sell that now as a regular flavor like drink, right? It tasted like creamsicles mixed with rainbows. Is that why I like Fanta orange and orange soda so much? Oh, I love triaminic triaminic orange. But it was like like there's no citrus in it. Was it liquid or a pill? Liquid. liquid, liquid. Oh, I oh, never yeah. had that, but it I'll was, take a fucking baby aspirin all day, was, every day. It was the only medicine. Triaminic orange. I love Leah that you said that. My sisters and I still talk about. You think we could find some triaminic orange? Just uh, flavor, you know, some flavor. Triaminic orange. Triaminic orange was. It was unlike any other flavor. All those other flavors tasted metallic and yeah. burned your mouth. And triaminic orange was eating a, like eating a warm creamsicle. Mm-hmm. And it why, worked. Why did it? Why did it? Why was that the only one that had that flavor? Also, I don't know. I'm a little worried that our reaction 
to it and to that memory suggests that it was not actually good for children. <laughs> it was, it was just, it was just melted creamsicle or, right. or Fanta without bubbles. <laughs> I love orange Fanta. The first time I had Fanta was in Israel, I think, uh, when they made the switch over from Kinley to when they made the switch over from Kinley to to Coke products to Coke products to to the to the Fanta. So Fanta is not a Coke product. And how do I know you ask? Oh, because wow. Sunkist is their orange soda. And That's, much, oh. much like Barks, you think no root beer or no orange soda has caffeine in it. Sunkist has fucking caffeine in it. And we it all does. know we all know Barks does because they kind of like sold it that way. Yeah. But yeah, Barks I was like. Cause I love it with like a uh, Mexican food. I love orange soda with Mexican mm-hmm. food. And I remember looking down one time and being, someone was like, Oh, caffeine, blah, blah. I was like, orange soda doesn't have caffeine, but being the person I am, trust, but ver- verify. I looked and I'm like, I stand corrected. Uh, this totally has caffeine in it. Oh, wow. So I am as much as I'm a Canadian chocolate bar, nut, I am a root beer aficionado. I, I can't say I've had every micro brewed root beer or anything like that, but I've had a lot of root beers and the, What's funny is, is that I love a cold root beer, a glass bottle root beer, particularly Hank's. Hank's my favorite brand of root beer. And it's got like a chocolate undertone. That's why. (laughs) But root beer candy, those root beer gummies, people are always saying to me, Shy, you like root beer? You should like this. No, I do not like it. I like a root beer barrel. Barrel. What about a a hard candy root beer barrel? I have not had a hard candy root beer. I think you'd like it. I think you'd like it. So that's it's coming good. your way. Okay. All right. Yeah. I'm interested in a hard candy. I'm, like I got to send you some Menards candy. That's what I've got to. That's what this exchange <laughs> has got to be like. Midwestern rural store. Look, if there is a culture that I respect for its eating as much as my my brethren in Canada, it is the Midwest. And I, and I know you're Indiana, but and, and I can't say I'm like the biggest Ohio fan or anything like that, although it's a wonderful state and Cleveland is amazing. Uh, the Buckeye. Like, yeah, that's it's a, just just peanut butter. It's a great, it's a great snack. It's just it's that. But if that's like your state candy, people know you're here to play. That you're serious. In you come Indiana, load to bear. Come to fight bears. What was loaded? Loaded for bear. You're ready to. You've got guns. You got ammo. You're ready to go. Lo- loaded for bears. I mean, the state, the official state candy of Indiana is basketball. <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know what the official is. There a state candy for everything? There, there probably is. There's got to be something related to the Indy 500, actually. That's like the Indiana. I mean, we might, maybe it's sweet corn. Uh, apparently. Uh, who oh wait no 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 that's each state's favorite cat halloween candy that doesn't count i'm talking about official state candy I oh i don't know if it's official state yeah. i just assume the buckeye is because it's. i'm sure that in ohio the buckeye is their official candy so okay so we don't have a candy but we have one of the best things on earth the state dessert of wisconsin is the kringle it's a kringle uh what is a kringle you asked yourself i mean Wisco- is- everything in wisconsin is amazing it's a racetrack. It's a thin racetrack of basically what you would know as Danish. Okay. With a, amazing icing over it, but it's way better than a Danish. It's like flaky and like, ugh. This keyboard I'm holding up, 
would fit. Does one person eat one or is it like a Christmas salad situation? Like Look, one share. person could. Uh, I mean, and I want to suggest it. I'm not going to like try to like be a downer here. So don't feel bad. It's like over seven, almost seven years ago. But like when my dad died for three days, all I consumed was a maple Kringle. I just every day and every morning, every lunch, I just go in and like cut out like section. I, so I did take a Kringle down in three days in, in no appetite grief, <laughs> yeah. but maple. Mm. Oh, so good. So good. So no, generally you bring it, you offer it. It's a morning time, like donuts, you know, like, oh, here's a Kringle. Like, yay. Oh, we had Kringle camping. I got a Kringle. Nice. I, I forgot to mention one important thing. And now this really is the hybrid. And because you mentioned Trader Joe's, Trader Joe's, sometimes I feel like they're snacks, like they're supposed to be snacks and they're real snacks. Like they're on a whole other level of like, they are just candy. And, and then sometimes they sneak in some dark chocolate and suddenly your peanut butter cup tastes like homework. But the milk chocolate covered chocolate covered pretzels at Trader Joe's to me are um, the greatest small chocolate covered pretzel out there available. No, there's a lot of chocolate on it. A lot of chocolate, but a good pretzel, too. And the chocolate is good milk. That probably is not as compoundy as chocolate that that no. that, that like those, these are not those weird flips. Right. Yeah. No. Did you just say adding dark chocolate would make it taste like homework? Yeah, I, I don't like dark chocolate that much. Dark chocolate is it's too sophisticated. The score I, bar is my is my is my top of sophistication. I only recently like it's I've had it. I call I say I have an immature palate, Like I only like lame cheeses and I really only like milk chocolate until fairly recently. And it's probably because I work at Trader Joe's and there's dark chocolate shit all over the place. So. Remind me at some point, we, I, I think we need to go into the depths of despair and I want, they have like a 92% cacao, kale, coca, whatever the fuck it is. Do a night to, where we go progressively darker on chocolate. Yeah. Oh, okay. right. that yeah. would be an amazing, we'll start <laughs> yeah. talking faster and faster and faster and faster. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, it should be a daytime record. It should be a brunch record oh, so that is. we can sleep. Well, there is. There is a coffee buzz bar right now that apparently in each, so it's a lot, it's a big bar. And then there's like four bars inside of it. And apparently each bar has like a cup of coffee's worth of caffeine in it. My mother gets together with her cousins on the female cousins on, on her side of the family. And they have these fun weekends, all the ladies together. And I, I guess they bought this triple buzz flavored ice cream and they all ate a bunch of it. And then at like three in the morning, all awake and couldn't figure out why I realized it was because of that. Well, you guys, this has been a blast. Yeah. I, I am so thankful to be able to participate. Come back anytime. Is so what I happy say. to have you here. Yes. Um, Shai I'm is- happy this podcast exists. I, I mean, I will continue to shout it out on our show, but this is what the world needs right now. A hundred percent. Yes. We agree. I, yeah, we agree. Um, Shy, where can people find you on the internet or what would you like to promote? You can follow me at Pancake and the number four table, Pancake Four Table on Instagram and Twitter. And every week on the Friday Night Movie Podcast with my sisters on all the podcast places. And ideally, when Becky finishes watching Hacks, 
we will have an episode featuring Leah Jones as our guest uh, we'll because you are the person that we want to talk about hacks with because I consider you one of the great experts I know on comedy, the industry of comedy. And so I really want to get your thoughts on that show. I, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to binge watch it a second time to prepare for that episode. I'm just going to illegally say right now, if any fucking listener wants to give me an HBO Max password, I will happily accept it. I can't. I, there's, there's always the shit I want to watch. I can't. I'm already paying. I'm paying for Discovery Plus so my mom can watch 90 Day Fiance shit. Like, whatever. I'm just saying I'm open to receiving this information at any time. Discovery Plus to watch 90 Day Fiance? Yeah, yeah. Weren't they a nature channel? What's going on? Well, it's Discovery Plus, so it's got like HGTV and like. Oh, okay. So it's, it's got, you know, it's a whole like how they have there. those like Paramount, Plus, like they have all the shit. So yeah, she really loves that 90 Day Fiance and. You gotta keep I, her happy. I mean, and, and I, you know, I have been a trash reality TV fan from Jump pretty much. So I can't, I can't judge. I can't judge. Uh, Jocelyn, where can people find you online? Uh, Smussy Olay. It's everywhere. Twitter, TikTok. Uh, Instagram. I live on the TikTok a lot lately. And uh, yeah, we're good. I have this, we're doing this Katie chat blog in a website. So I'll be doing various stuff with Leah, dip writings, links, pictures, whatever. So that's yep. a good place to find. And as, as we well. get our URLs and everything lined up, we're Candy Chat Shy on or Candy Chat Chicago, Candy Chat Shy. That confused me for a second. Yeah, Candy Candy, candy, <laughs> candy, candy Chat Shy Chicago. We're, we're working candy, on our we're working on our handles. Yeah, I think we're Candy Chat Chicago at TikTok and Insta, and then we're Candy chat shy man there's a lot of c's going on there candy chat shy on uh twitter i'm yeah. pretty sure that's what it is. we got to get some content out there though you can follow me at chicago leah at shy leah on instagram chicago leah on tiktok and i'm also the host of finding favorites which both uh shy has been on to talk about cereal and you've been on twice I did. I came in the cereal. I came in and I pitched you. I forget which is the one I pitched you on, but there's cats. Our cats episode yes. is just like one of my favorite <laughs> things ever. Cats the musical. Yes. Cats oh, the, oh, oh. Like the new one or in general? Everything. Everything. Cats. Cats. Okay. Everything. I, cats. I try to work cats into everything that I can. All right. Final question. You're going in the world vaccinated Broadway shows are back. Cat's revival is back and you're going to take some cargo pant snacks into cats with you. What are you taking in your cargo pants? Oh, it's a hundred percent peanut M&Ms. That is my Broadway show snack. Oh, okay. It, you can always, or, or, or Washington DC national theater. You can always count on that being at the snack bar. And so sometimes I like the expectations are really important to me. Like one of the reasons why I love going to AMC movie theaters is because they have the diet barks, which has no caffeine in that crazy soda machine. You can get the vanilla diet barks. And so Coca-Cola freestyle. I could talk about we could talk. I could talk about that for an hour. Coca-Cola yeah. freestyle. Yeah, those machines are amazing. Amazing. And and, and so. I get stressed out going to other movie theater brands because I don't know. So similarly, I can almost always count on peanut M&Ms being in those little, those little. Uh, not concession concession dudes that, that are yeah. in the middle of the, they always have peanut M&Ms and they're easy to hide and you pull a couple out at a time. So that is a hundred percent my front row of cats. 
<laughs> snack. Just me and the rum tum tugger. Who is one of my original Broadway crushes. Leah, can I ask, can I just mention to you, you are one of the people who pointed me towards crazy ex-girlfriend. I believe, right? I, I, I hope so. I will take credit for it. Oh, it's it's you and, and Robin, right? Yep. Who's a friend of yours, right? Robin Coomer, yes. R- Robin Coomer. Yes. You, you two are two of the main champions of that show, which has, I'm now, all, I'm watching it through the second time and, and I've seen many of the episodes twice already. So I'm watching it through again. Absolute masterpiece. So thank you for that. You're welcome. And, and there is a, you didn't even mention to me that there is a cat's episode deep in the third or fourth season that is one of the side splitting. Cause I love cats, but I also love great parody of cats mm-hmm. because great parody of cats is done by people who get it. And, and that, that cats episode, I was laughing so hard. I was crying. <laughs> Outstanding. I never watched that show because I was pissed out the gate at the title. I was like, Ah, well, then you've got to watch the show because okay. the show is all about subverting and it's and it's a long play. It's not like they subverted in the first season. But when you follow that whole thing, I'm now I'm speaking the gospel, right? Leah? Mm-hmm. When you follow that whole thing, it's, it's probably one of the most self-aware shows ever, but not in an annoying meta way, in a way where it really earns you earn that character development. Things- I need a new show, so. You'll love it. Okay. What I do, what I do say to people is I do find that the first two episodes, which almost feel like they're like a one long pilot movie. I find those two episodes. If you, it's a little bit like parks and rec, those first two episodes, think of it like the first season of parks and rec. I find that to be a bit of a drag and a little bit annoying. The the minute you get to that third episode though, it it takes off. And then if you go back and you watch it from the beginning and then it's great because you get it, you get where it's going. Uh, but I would just it's say a big story. It is a big story and a lot of characters to introduce. Yeah. yeah and Schitt's Creek was like that for me. Schitt's Creek. I was like, fuck oh. this. And the oh, good yeah. place. I was like, fuck this. And then I went back and I was like, what was I thinking? These are amazing mm-hmm. shows. So, OK, yeah. that's good. to It's good to know going in, though, because that way I can be like, all right, like this might just I need to hang in there. Yeah, they could. And you don't have to hang in there that long to, to realize Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is genius. It's like three or four, three or four episodes and maybe five. It's it's just it's in it's intense. So, yeah, I, I would say it is not a light show when you get through the whole thing. Interesting. Yeah. And, and I will say as a music person, I love music and rest in peace, Adam Schlesinger, I, you know, taken by COVID at 51, I think. Mm hmm him and Rachel Bloom together. It's like one of the most amazing musical collaborations I've ever heard. And I've, he, and I've, he, he, he was the music supervisor and wrote a lot of the music with her. I uh, adore him. I, I mean, that thing him. you do, Stacy's mom, all the music in Josie and the Pussycats, right? Like this guy is ubiquitous in his ability to write cinematic pop music. And, well, and let me just say for anyone, Stacy's mom, Closing time and roll to me all by Fountains of Wayne, Semisonic, and Delamitri. Yes. Are not are are amazing songs that anyone would have been happy to have written. Any one of those three songs, but all of those bands have catalogs so much deeper and interesting and amazing. Like Fountains of Wayne is is incredible. Like 
do you please do not give them short shrift because you think Stacy's mom sucks? Like, Whoa. get that first album. Like, like go go deep. Adam Schlesinger and Chris Collingsworth are mwah, amazing. Absolutely. So that's another plug for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is Adam yeah. Schlesinger is a genius. Uh, so we don't have a closing tagline yet. We'll work on that. Uh, thank you, everyone, for joining us today. Uh, please rate, review, follow, pa- pound that subscribe key. <laughs> Smash that subscribe, baby. Smash that subscribe key. Rate, review, follow us. Um, and we'll see you next week on Candy Chat. Thank you for listening to Candy Chat with Jocelyn Gayboy and Leah Jones. Don't forget to rate and review on your favorite podcast app. Stay sweet.